praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Please let's have us the door of God and uh, let's get our pens and books and Bibles ready. Amen. This is a month of the power of what? I can hear you. The power of Amen. And tonight I will be by the help of the Holy Spirit be teaching on the essentials for effective prayer. 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 By way of definition so that we can understand what we're talking about, we want to define what essentials mean. By way of definition, what is essentials? Essentials are must-haves. Must-haves. That means you must have these things. Like you want to travel out of the country, you must have a passport. So having a passport is an essential for traveling. You must have a bag. A bag, you have one or two few things there. For some people, traveling without soap is normal. <laughs> it also means something that is necessary. Something that is necessary. Something that is indispensable something that is necessary something that is indispensable something that is unavoidable you cannot do without it or you cannot do without them you can also look at it as basic truths of which other truths or theories can be based basic truths on which other truths or theories can be based. Now it is important for you to write. The disciples said to Jesus Christ, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. What will make you effective in your spiritual work is to take teachings very, very serious. Preachings are for impartation. Teachings are for instruction. All right? So take note. Another word that can describe essentials is prerequisites. Prerequisites. And let's define effective. Effective. What is effective? That is something that has the capability of producing a desired result. Something that is capable of producing. A desired results. And teaching on the essentials for effective prayer, we've defined what essentials are. These are the must-haves. So there are things we're going to be discussing, we're going to be talking about that are hewn from the pages of scriptures that are necessary if you're going to have an effective prayer work. It means that these things must be given attention if you're going to have a fruitful prayer life praise the name of Jesus 
That means if you take note of these things, they have the capacity to produce the results that prayer must produce or is designed to produce. Now, what is prayer? The bishop has given us definitions earlier on, but I just, by way of um, helping us appreciate what we're talking about, receive this few things I wrote down on what prayer is. Prayer is communion between the Redeemer and the redeemed. Communion between the Redeemer and the redeemed. The Lord and his servant. The Father and his son. The King and his kings. Prayer is communion between the Redeemer and the redeemed. The Lord and his servant. The Father and his son. The King and his kings. It is the supernatural avenue initiated by God that the saint by it may allow the prevalence and establishment of the supremacy of divine purpose first in the heart of the man that engages it and then in the region of men. That means you have to go and listen to the podcast. You write what you can, you put dash and go and listen to the podcast. It is a supernatural avenue initiated by God that the saints by it may allow the prevalence the, and establishment of the supremacy of divine purpose first in the heart of the man. So one way by which that the purpose of God prevails in the man's heart and is established in the man's heart is through prayer. It means if you are prayerless, you can't have the purpose of God capturing your heart anyone whose heart has been captured fully by the purpose of God is one who has given himself to this supernatural initiative what is prayer by its divinity mingles with humanity by its divinity mingles with humanity by its eternity subdues time by its tremendous power our ability is made available to the one that engages it. See, Elijah was a, like, was a man with like passion like us. But he said, he prayed that there will not be rain. There will, not, there will not rain. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man. Amplify said, make a tremendous power available. And so it is, it, is, it is an avenue by which tremendous power, ability is made available to the one that engages it. It is the expression of absolute surrender to the help of God. So if you are prayerless, you are arrogant. One way by which the redeemed shows absolute surrender to the availability of God's help is through prayer. When you and I are refusing to pray, we are declaring independence from God's help. And if we are declaring the from God's help, then it means that what Jesus Christ said in John 15 comes to pass in our life. He said, without me, you can do nothing. So what you're saying is that when you are prayerless, you are telling God, I can do without you. Prayer is the public. And yet public is still between you and God. It's, it's your announcement to God that I'm incapable and I avail myself to your help. It is by prayer you engage the help of God. It is the expression of absolute surrender to the help of God. By prayer, 
the divine life gains administration in a man to the intent that death loses its liberty to thrive. What does that mean? When you have given yourself to prayer, the death, death that came by rebellion cannot function freely in your life. It means that when you are prayerful, you are lifeful. When you are prayerful, you truncate the oppressions of death, but you give liberty to the oppressions of divine life in you. That is why after men have prayed, they lay hands on the sick. They don't talk to my ghost. Why? Because by prayer, you have so limited and constrained and interfered with the oppressions of death in your life, but you have given absolute liberty to the oppression of life that is in you. And I wrote here that as breath is to the human, prayer is the air of the supernatural. If you are not prayerful, if you and I are staying away from praying, we are not breathing well. I, I think most asthma patients are not, they are not athletes, right? They don't try it because you have a, a serious problem. So a lot of us are asthmatic in our Christian walk because we are not breathing well. We are not praying well. So that's for definitions. Let me add some more. Prayer seen as communication. That is the redeemed talking to the, the, the redeemed talking and listening to the redeemer allows for the impartation of divine life for divine living. How much of divine life you will live is in how much you have given yourself to prayer. It is the grace that makes possible the easy operation and manifestation of the word of God in the life of a man. You see, your swiftness to receive God's word and your promptness to obey God's word is determined by your prayer life. When you find difficult to hear God's word, you find difficult to understand, check your prayer life properly. When you find difficult to obey God's word, check your prayer life. Something's wrong there. It is a grease. It lubricates that aspect of your life. It is my prayer the Lord will stir in us prayer, prayer life, prayer life, prayer life. There's a final thing I wrote down here in my notes. It is the conveyor belt on which manifestation of spiritual realities are made possible. It is a conveyor belt on which manifestations of spiritual realities are made possible. <laughs> you can be an eloquent preacher. You can teach on how that sickness came into the world and how that God by Christ Jesus took care of sickness. You do an elaborate exegesis on healing. And when you are done, no one gets healed. Eloquence doesn't mean manifestation. Teaching is to make the saints aware of what is available. It is a man given to the spirit work that can now transport that which is in the mind into the hand. Iko moro 
So prayer is not to show how charismatic you are. It's a serious business. It's a serious business. Alright? The first essential that I want to look at is this phrase I put here. If that was not the first for me, but while I was meditating, I'm like, no, this, is, this should be first. This should be first. Now, after this point, every other point, not necessarily chronological. Alright? Do you understand me? After this first point, it doesn't mean that the points that come after must follow like that. Else, no, no, that's not it. But I felt I should talk about this first. So on my list, I felt I should talk about this first and I'm going to mention to you first. Alright? So um, what I'm, whatever I'm going to mention, because I can't finish today, um, I'm going to do I'm going to do just about one, two, three, four, five. There are about ten of them. Alright? I've, I've tried to pen down. So, it's not that, oh, so if I want to have an effective prayer life, I must have this one first, second, third, fourth. But this first one is first. <laughs> Alright? So, the first essential is the knowledge of God. <laughs> the knowledge of God. Especially His disposition towards prayer. Now, if prayer is the redeemed communing with the redeemer, then your confidence in prayer swells or increases when you know whom you're talking to. Now, if you don't know whom you're talking to and whom you are talking with, then you will speak to the person in doubt. But the faith that what you are petitioning before him or commune with him about will come to pass is based on your deep knowledge of the integrity of the person you're talking to. There are some of us that go before God in prayer and we are 100% doubtful and therefore we go into an exercise, not a transaction. Is that you with me? Now, when you go to someone that you know can do what you desire, you don't go doubting. You know he has an abundance to do what you're going to ask him of. <laughs> Amen. But if, you, if you're going before someone that you don't even know, if you can, you say, you go like, um, sir, if it's possible, that is if you can, can you please do this for me? The person can choose not to do it. Are you getting my point here? The boldness when you stand before the Father in prayer is determined by your depth of knowledge in his attributes, his integrity and who he is you're talking to. Psalm 100 verse number 3. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can hear you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I love this phrase. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Know ye. When you look at the word know, in the Hebrew, the, 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 the description is as if an eye. So know is an eye. Alright? So in other words, see. See that the Lord, he is God. <laughs> see that 
Jehovah, who is Jehovah? The self-existing selfhood. It means he does not need to go and consult somebody and seek for assistance to assist you. <laughs> so when I come before him and I say, Father, I am not doubtful because he's the self-existing Selfhood. Everything that comes from him needs him to be. He doesn't need anything to be. He is. He is the be. Sometimes your dealings with men have so affected you that you, that's what you attribute to God. When you stand before him, you are not sure. You won't do this. This thing, you won't do it. Because that's how my father was. That's how my boss has been to me. Said you increased my pay for the past five years, the same pay, even reducing it. Maybe God is like that. Know that the Lord is God. Jehovah is not like the gods of the earth. He's the supreme one. We don't even have words to describe him. But he makes us know him by his works because he desires to be known. And enables us to recognize what he shows of himself. He is the limitless one. There's nothing he cannot do. There's nothing he cannot do. He's not incapacitated. No, his storehouse doesn't deplete because your needs are too much. No. In fact, the more you ask, the more he has. By the time he answers, there's, it's as, he didn't answer anything. You're too small to give him pressure. He has no high blood pressure. He has no delight in delaying your answers. That's why he said, before you talk, I've answered. He doesn't, he doesn't have a book somewhere that has your name behind it and then he's storing the prayer and then he has a, a priority list. Which one you answer when, when the, he's not like that. If there's ever any delay in your life because of what you don't know, that's what we are teaching you. Be humble and take it. Hallelujah. Number two, if you want to dwell on God, we won't live here today. <laughs> But your depth of knowledge. Now, when we talk about the depth of knowledge of God, it's not head knowledge. It's not information you have of God. It's how much God has impregnated you. <laughs> how much that what he says of himself has become real in you. You, you know it. You know. You know. Paul said, I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. He is integrity personified. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's fearful in praise. No one made him. He made all things. 
and he sustains all things by the word of his power. He has no size. He's sizeless. But determine the size of everything that comes from him. He has no beginning. He has no end. Yet he decides to start a beginning, an end and beginning. Decides it. Above him, there's none because he's the above. And yet the above is limitless. That is God. No one knows his days because days is been a servant of him, the creation of him. You can measure his might. When God begins, when you begin to fellowship with God and God begins to reveal himself to you, the easier you talk to him and the faster you take your answers. In fact, sometimes you realize that he's not even going to answer. He said, you go and do it. It's already done. Just go and create it. Just put it there. The peace it gives you, the rest it gives you, the confidence with which you walk. Praise the name of Jesus. Faithful is he that has called me to finish it. Faithful is he. Hallelujah. You're traveling and you say, Lord, I just worship you because your word has already gone ahead of me. You said that my going out is blessed. My coming is blessed. Dying and accident is not a blessing. It's not part of it. So as I'm going, the devil will test the word. But I know who spoke. And I know who I spoke, what he spoke to me. So no matter the turbulence, devil, you are too much a fool to have tried this. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. Essential number two, the word. The word. The word. Somebody say the word. Are you getting something? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's faithful. Hallelujah. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The word. Psalm 138 verse 2. Psalm 138 verse 2. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I will worship towards thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. <laughs> Dr. Miles Morrow said that the word of God is God's own self-imprisonment. That's why God doesn't talk too much. Because whatever he says, he must do it. God is bound to do what he has said. Because what he says is what he does. What he does is what he has said. He can't, he can't turn his back on it. He can't. And so when you come before his presence in the communion or in prayer, you must come with his word. Because he can't turn back at his word. When God sees his word, he has seen himself. God can't turn back. You must come. So you need the word in prayer. Alright? The Lord cannot turn back on his word. If he has said it, then he is obliged to do what he has said. Isaiah 55, 8 to 11. Let's have it quickly. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Just some few days ago, and myself and mommy prayed a prayer. We are doing a project and we need some money. But we are at peace. I said, Father, you shall supply all our needs according to riches and glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, it didn't take him more than 48 hours. And he responded to my shock, to my tears. He's making prayer sweet. Glory to God. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, say the Lord. Continue, sir. Verse number nine. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Continue, sir. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bad that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11, sir. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word of God said to you, you are praying, you, you, you come to pray about prosperity of your business. What has God said? He says that whatever that me, this righteous boy, righteous by Christ Jesus shall lay my hands upon to do it shall prosper Lord this is what you said so in the name of Jesus let there be prosperity in the works of my hands now why because he said so the Bible says in Hebrews he said he has said that we may boldly say he's what he has said it's not tears it's what he has said he said his word will prosper what I'm sending to in the place of prayer, the trading material is the word of the Lord. That is the language of prayer. For his word contains his will, his desire. So, in the place of prayer, the vocabulary in prayer is the word of God. Not tears. Are you writing? The word in you brings confidence to stand before the Lord in boldness. The word in your heart allows faith to have expression in prayer. You cannot talk about prayer without the word of the Lord. A wordless prayer warrior will end up worried. A wordless prayer warrior will end up worried. But one who has filled the pot with enough word will return as wine. A wordless prayer warrior is a very doubtful prayer person. That's why he return worried. But when you are wordful, you are hopeful, faithful, and you are resultful. You see results because you are full of the word. The word. Now hear this. Anytime I say full of I'm talking about your head though. I'm not talking about putting scriptures in your head. Notice carefully. I'm not talking about putting scriptures in your head. I'm talking about scriptures traveling from your head to your heart. And then your heart is mingled. You have become one with that word. And that is why, hopefully on Sunday, I'll talk about the essential of meditation. Okay. There's a place you pick God's word and meditate to the point that prayer just comes out of you. Meditate. Uh, I'll show you that scripture. You muse on the word, uh, then it becomes like fire. That is it. I'm not talking about memorizing scriptures. It's a step. But it must move from the head 
to the heart. Interestingly, the journey from the head to the heart is very, very far. It's far, not because it's difficult, but because you don't have attention for it. So the, the, the wise man says to the son, my son, give attention to my sayings. The only way, the fastest route for the word to move from your head to your heart is attention. There's a man I'm reading about. I've, I've not gone too fast. I don't talk too much about him. I want to make sure I give you right information. George Muller. It was said about that man that he had 100% answer prayer lifestyle. 100%. And his culture was that when he wants to pray, he can spend one hour finding the word, the will of God, the word of God that pertains to what he wants to pray about. He will go to the Bible and write them down one by one. Write them in a notebook before he now go before God. Lord, you have said one, two, three, four, five, six. Do it. He used to handle uh, an orphanage. And one day he had to feed the children. There was no food. He called them, sit down. Then he took, he prayed a prayer. And then told them to thank God for good food. While they were thanking, somebody knocked and brought the food. What will give you that confidence is the word. When the word, and you see what? Doubt equates darkness. The word equates light. So when you are full of the word, you are full of light. That means there's no doubt in you. And I was saying in Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 6. Give me that scripture. Give me that scripture quickly. Hebrews 11, 6. It says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. <laughs> He's a rewarder. Hallelujah. Is what? And he is. He is a rewarder. God hasn't turned back at his word. I see a delight of his word come to you. Isaiah 41 21. Isaiah 41 21. Hurry up. Isaiah 41 21. Isaiah 41 21. Hurry up. Isaiah 41 21. And after that, we'll go to Isaiah 14 27. Isaiah 46 11. Isaiah 14 27. Isaiah 46 11. So make sure you write them down. You bring them up. Don't let me say it. All right. Now, this God speaking. He said, Produce your cause. Say the Lord, bring forth your strong reasons. Say the king of Jacob. God said, Bring reasons. And the only reason that makes sense to him is his word. 1427. 1427. For the Lord of hosts had purposed, and who shall disannul it? His hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? The only who that can turn God's mind back is God Himself. And what is that that turns? Oh, come on. In the beginning was the word, what was with God? So when you bring God's word to him, you have brought himself to himself. He's the only one that can turn his own mind out. You can't change his mind. Prayer is not to get God to change his mind. That is not the idea. 46.11 Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executed my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. That's what he said. Essential number, number three, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. An effective prayer life is not possible without the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Spirit. An effective prayer life is not possible without the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14, 16. John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Give me the amplifier and the Bible classic. Hurry up. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are our helper in prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, from today we shall pray because you are the one that will work in us both to will and to do of the pleasure of the Father. He said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and stand by that ye may remain with you forever. Romans 8.26, Romans 8.26 Likewise, the spirit, who is he, the helper, the comforter, the standby, the strengthener, also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So that means there's an ought to prayer. There's a certain ought. There's a way to go about it. And he's the way to go about it. He said, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself somebody say pastor is saying itself he's a person himself make it intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be altered the holy ghost hallelujah hallelujah have you ever been to a program and uh, have interpreter in your language and the person is misfiring the interpretation have you said that before that the, the person said that jesus will come here no what can it be now say, hey, 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 no BS3. What the man said should have brought tears, but we are laughing. It means the, the guy in between the preacher and the hearers is saying something different. Have you ever witnessed an interpreter? And when the person is like, ah, mm, hey, it's exact. That's the Holy Ghost for you. <laughs> when you get into prayer and you are praying. Leruma Siko, very Satimorakia. He takes the father. This is what actually this boy means. And he goes, Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, you're not excited. He's the helper in prayer. The holy passion to pray is birthed by him, the Holy Ghost, in the heart of the saint. The passion to pray. How many of you ever had this? The first time you were baptized the Holy Ghost, did you sleep? No, did you sleep? How many of you slept? Like when you see the Holy Ghost, that you see the Holy Ghost. It's like it was like fire shot up in your bones. Woo! Glory to God. So if now you can't pray, it means the Holy Spirit has been sacked for a while now. You have benched him. <laughs> Paul said, quench him. No, you have quenched him. You have grieved him. And you are trying to pray without him. That prayer is no longer sweet. No, because everybody, everybody, I think everybody here. The first time I received the Holy Ghost, I didn't even know what happened. My dad said, I prayed in tongues from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. I was lying on the floor. How many hours is that? 9 to 6.30. That's how many hours? Mass phone away. Oh, how many hours? About nine. Nine hours plus. And I didn't even know. At 6.30, they said I became quiet and I got up. When I got up, I asked, Ah, I need to be Your Holy Ghost. So since you've been struggling, you're struggling, it means that you've benched him. You struggle to pray for even one hour. You have benched him. 
You see that kind of prayer when you're praying? You close your eyes, say, Today I'm praying three hours. You close your eyes. Hey, shalababa. Then in your mind, like you have prayed. When you check the title, it was 15 minutes. 15 grand also. I prayed six hours. Now you when he be there six hours. Then I didn't quite now come. Is that the thing about when you backslide? Even what should make you rejoice, you are angry about it. And instead of you going, there's a brother in this church. I told, I told, I told some brethren when we I said, if you feel your prayer fire has gone down, go and talk to him and have some prayer together. When the man prays, you will pray. You need to go and charge your battery. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Are you still here with me? So the passion, the zeal to pray, Matthew 3, 12. The passion for prayer is birthed in you by the Holy Ghost. Stop giving excuses. Be realistic yourself. Assess yourself well. You can't stay with the one you claim to love for more than some, some one hour. Something is wrong. The fire that stirs you up for prayer has gone down. You must wake up. Respond to him. He says that, John Baptist says that, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge. Did I give 312? Okay. Uh, give me the verse 11. Give me verse 11. Give me verse 11 of the same chapter. Hurry up, sir. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost shouted and with fire. Uh, fire represents zeal, passion, fervency. He births that. Acts 2, 1 to 3. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are birthing a new fire in our spirit, man. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a stirring in the inward part of us. In the name of Jesus. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And what happened, sir? And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the whole house or the, all, all the house where they were sitting. What happened? Verse 3, sir. What happened, sir? What happened? And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. What happened in verse number 4? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The ability to pray the will of the Father effectively is made possible by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.26. Let's read it again. So when the Holy Spirit has worked in you, apart from birthing the fire, the fervency in prayer, he is also the one that makes you pray the will of God effectively. Likewise, the Spirit also helped our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He births in us the joy of prayer. He births in us the joy of prayer. I want to admonish everyone here today. Go back and talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit.
Talk to the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Talk to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he will begin a class with you. He may start with you with 30 minutes every day. As you're obedient to his nudgings, you will move from ankle level to knee level. And as you keep obeying him, you move from knee to waist level. As you keep obeying him, you move from waist to a place where you are swimming. But much more than swimming, you shall gush out with so much life that even the dead sea will come alive. Is that serious? Is what? Is that serious? Hallelujah. Is that what? Is that serious? The Holy Spirit. Jesus gave him to us as our helper. Why are you ignoring the help? And you're trying to do it yourself. You're struggling too much. But there's help. Call upon him. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. And you see help. You see help. Glory to God. You will see help. Glory to God. You will see help. Glory to God. I said you will see what? Help. What you struggle to do before when it comes to prayer, when the Holy Spirit now takes control, you'll be amazed how far you go. Praise the name of Jesus. All the answers to life struggles are right there in the place of prayer. They're right there in the place of prayer. They're right there in the place of prayer. When the enemy wants to temper with your work with God, the first thing he gets you to convince you to do is to stop praying. Wait a minute, people of God. Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Word made flesh. He prayed more than anything. No, Jesus, oh Jesus, the one that knew no sin, depending on prayer. Then you. No, Jesus didn't joke with prayer. Jesus didn't joke with prayer. I noticed something that when you pick the books by A.M. Bounds, Charles Finney, A.W. Tozer, R.A. Torre, you know, all this Smithigus Wars, E.W. Kayon, those old books. This man wrote these books years ago. But you pick the books now, watch my knee. Watch my knee. You already watch my knee today. Watch my knee. You read one line, then you, 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 there's this fire. This man wrote, some of them wrote the books kneeling down in prayer. Current day altar is money we are seeing. Calculations. If I sell 20, I can get this. I can build it. Things that are birthed out of prayer have eternal virtues. They get new as they are old. Now I'm so reluctant to write songs. I mean, get songs because. When I think about the saints of old, we are still singing their songs. The songs are not dying. They are dead and gone, but their songs are not dying. Our generation released one song after two weeks is dead. It's dead because we want to showcase product. The product, a product. How many albums do you have? I have 15. Wow, you've done well. Impact is from overflow. Overflow. 
Are you with me? Are you here? Lasting impact is in that place. Before the month ends, we'll learn about the benefits of prayer. One of the things you realize is that, that if you want to die, if you want to die to flesh, pray. Is the crucifixion place, is the Golgotha of your flesh. Hello? Praise God. Amen and amen. All right. Essential number what? Number four. Speaking in tongues. If there's any gift that has been notoriously dealt with wrongly is tongues by current day charismatics. Have you noticed that? We pray in tongues and still feel lustful. You know, for a very long time, I know you, you, you always see me fighting. I don't understand how you can pray in tongues and be looking around. Hello? Now, how could you pray in tongues and you became more doubtful? How could you pray in tongues and became more rebellious? How? What are you praying? Hello? No, you, let's think about this. Think about it. We're going to read some scriptures. Then we have to find ourselves, is it the Bible is lying or we are lying? I want us to check it. Then you all be sincere. One of the things that we, we struggle with as believers in this generation, we are not, very, we are not sincere at all. When the word is coming that you have to start repenting, you will not repent. You are still arrogant sitting down there. Bible becomes a match. After praying in tongues, I don't understand how. How come you are still, you are still so hardened criminal in the faith? How come? Now I want to understand how come. The same person can pray in tongues and prophetic will increase by the superincessor. What kind of thing is that? No, no. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at this. Let's, let's, let's read Jude verse 20. Jude verse 20. Let's see one scripture. I know, you know one thing I realize? Buzzer, buzzer. The, the saints of old, the likes of Smithy Swart and all this great man. <laughs> all the news that God has said it. They raised the dead. Our generation, we have explanation. But the dead are dying well. Smithikus, what was the reason I've been looking for this Bible? And when I got it, I've been so excited. This is what this man had in his pocket, a New Testament. And you put it in his pocket here, and you put oil here. It was said about him that every 30 minutes he prays. So he will open the Bible, check what Christ is saying, then you pray. I think one day, I don't know which of the, I don't know if it's Charles Finney, one of these men came to visit him in his house. And the man was holding a newspaper. And he said, before you enter my house, drop that thing. Drop it. So he thought that they were going to have some serious discussions. And the man sat down, he opened his Bible. They reached more, they pray, reach more, they pray, reach more, they pray, reach more, they pray. 
And when it had gone for a while, he now said, okay, so we'll see later. You want to be friends with everybody. That's it. And yet you want to work in power. You still want to play with your social media platforms and still work in power. No, you have to choose. Who do you want, who do you want to serve? I've realized that when there's a call to a life that is unusual, your lifestyle will also be unusual. You can't please men at the same time please God. And I didn't count him, I say. There is something about dying. That is why when, when, when was it Herod? When he heard about what Christ was doing, he thought it was, they said, Bible says, they, he thought it was John who had risen from the dead. So in their time, their belief is that when somebody dies and rises, it comes supernatural powers. So even them know that death is the key to supernatural powers. Hallelujah. I'll share something with a brother of mine. Went for his fellowship and his members were praying for him. We were praying. While we we're all praying for him, then it dawned on me. Something just dawned on me. Like, we're all praying at, at, and thanking God for his life. And Lord, this is a gem. Lord, we pray. Preserve him. Keep him. Keep him. Increase him. This is the point. If you pray for your pastor to increase in grace, it means you see him less. Are you ready for that? Now check out the life of Christ. You finish a program instead of having an after party. After prayer. So by the time you are eating, he's creating the next miracle for the next service. So by the time you sleep and wake up and come, he knows what's up for the day. Come out. Be healed. Blind. Be gone. And he healed them by his word. Why? Because he had words at night. So day is word. But if you have a word at night, it will be words in daytime. Oh, are you with me? Yes, sir. Something is what? This is all he knew. You, you have dictionary. You have the and You have encyclopedia. Pedia, Kuda, everything. You go to Bible school. We go and do Bible school. The part I, I, that worries me that those are good Bible school are the ones who don't work in power at all. Theological students. Wasted Christianity. I don't know why it is so. Because why? When you go there, your senses are aroused. The only Bible school I saw in my small life that people go to Bible school and they come back, they are raising dead was Winners Chapel Bible School, Wolfby. That's what you hear. People go to Wolfby and when they come out, they are raising the dead. And the course is now up to one month. Then we will go and sit there three years. Masters in divinity with plenty of humanity. Because the things we read, we have to understand its perspective properly. It's where to place it. No matter what you read, make sure it's still a slave of the spirit. So, of course, we did in Masters in Divinity. The day I saw the course, I chose as, ah, this one, I have to do this model. This model would be very, very nice. It was on, it was on uh, divine healing and deliverance. I, was, I, just, I want to hear what's the theological dimension of this thing. Oh, Father of mercy. 
And the white man came started talking. <laughs> I sent a friend of my message directly. I said, can we let this man come to Africa small? This thing is talking. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So if you don't understand his academic environment, you argue with the man. The discussion is going to the point that even sickness is a normal thing. And I was in Wolf B class. I went to Wolf B in 2001. <laughs> I went to Wobi even before I entered Wobi. In 1999, while I was reading one of the books, my radio set got spoiled. I poured oil in it. It came back alive. Radio set. Because I read there. They said that I'm a spirit. I poured oil into radio set. And it came back alive. When I finished Masters in Divinity, I've not raised the dead yet. It's an auntie of mine till date. Till date. If it's her birthday and my dad prays for her, he say, okay, thank you. I need to listen to Kofi's prayer. Do you know why? In 2000, she was sick. We had just finished a major funeral. She was sick. They had done everything. I had just gone to one of my short time of retreat and prayer. When I came, she was on the floor. I looked at her and I hit her on the head and passed. And she jumped up. See, for her, dear, from 2000 to date, I'm the most anointed person in the whole family. Until be a case. She won't take it. I hit her head. Bah! She's gone. It's what grace. Bah! It is why you're coming. Why is it all Hallelujah. Are you going back to the place of prayer? Are you going back to the place of prayer? Now Jude says that, but ye beloved, what read with me? Let's go. Building up your most holy faith by what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. It means that in simple terms, let's go. Smithy's what direction? Simple terms. If your faith was here, by the time Romo Kusha read that so the last level your faith was is the most holy. After praying in the spirit. It must go up. How come you pray in the Holy Ghost? And you still have headache. Do you pray in the Holy Ghost? Or the ghost? Read you. We don't know which of them. Uh, is the Bible true? Is it God's word? Is God speaking the truth to us here? 3, 7, Jude? Is that it here? Hello? Hello? That is why sometimes in prayer I tell you close your eyes because you are too distracted. You see, let me tell you something. There's a place of prayer you pray to. Your natural senses is suspended. Your eyes can be open like this, but you are not there. What are you seeing? See nothing. You're being distracted. Are you with me at all? So sometimes to switch the inner eye, you might have to switch off the outer eye. That's why the old saints close their eyes when they are praying. Not because they're religion. They, they have to find a way to make sure this body submits whatever the desire of the spirit of God is. But in our generation, we behave spiritual, but we are so shallow. Do you know that the, the Tuesday something we had here? 
You know that some of the things I was saying was prophetic word of somebody's life sitting there. The person confirmed it. Say, as if you knew what I was going through. So that's why, don't come and tell me anything about anybody. I want to enjoy this anointing like that. Don't come and tell me, and I'm perfect. I say, I forget, just keep it in your head. So when I stand and I point when I'm firing her, maintain she, the Holy Ghost can make her. Let me come to you. There's a place of stand up, I see. There's another place where we are preaching. I'm giving examples. I remember I went to one church, I was giving that when I went to a man. I said, So, for example, if you have a side chick, say no bit there's no name. So the guy gets side chick. And I said, For example, so if you have a side chick, there was one man I walked to. Yes, it was a, it was a choir. This was another one. It was a choir conference. A choir conference. So I was speaking. I said, Supposing you are struggling with, with drunkenness. Oh. Then the host, the this overseer's wife just got up and went to the back. And then she did like this to be. I didn't know that. So, so supposing that you have an issue with alcohol, like for my brother, for example, you have an issue with alcohol. And, and then yes, I cannot throw through here. There's nothing that shows say things are cool. I love that thing. It's sweet. You know what I'm saying? So you just can say, rice. So like when yesterday you were at the club with this person, no, you you be jum, jum, jum. I will pray till I come to that place properly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Most holy faith. So you are studying the word of God. That's why some time ago I taught the kingdom workers. And because I've stopped saying it, they have stopped doing it. I taught you that when the word is going on, and you hear the preacher praying tongues, praying tongues. I easily forget things that will help you. Because this thing is not natural. I was done. It's not natural. So spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So the level of your faith in the spirit is how far you can grab. And this will be pretty said. The gateway of witches into your life is pork meat. I did you have my power. And now he's defending that message vehemently. Are you with me? And he was saying that one of the reasons why the Muslims don't eat pork. That's one of the reasons. Don't you dare ever preach and bring a Muslim as a comparison to me. We are not, we are not on the same page. One of the ways by which demons operate on is arrogance, lack of humility, pork. Pork. Nice meat like this. Pork crowd will be in heaven if you be there. It will be. Serve you pork before you say hello, Jesus. Serve you pork. I'll be in charge of that service. Serve you pork. One of the things my heart comes to when I see people put prayer show. See, listen carefully. 
Everything was a shadow. A point to Christ. Christ is the, is the perfection. He doesn't need updating. But you put on prayer shirt. It makes you feel like. And you know that. Moses, he's praying. Nah, they say, bring my prayer They put the prayer shirt. Then, See, not even anointing oil. Is that with me? We major on the minor and minor on the major. Spend time in his presence. Carry true glory and power. Medium. No, listen, listen, listen. I understand these things are done to aid their faith. Which other aid can you have than the word that you must dwell in? Papa made a statement recently. No, you didn't say it. Some of you feel that you don't need, if you have to go to Jerusalem to know Christ came, you're not a man of faith. You've lost the whole thing. That's the mystery about the kingdom we don't understand. We are not a religious set of people. I mean, it's okay. If it, it does not strengthen my faith. That's, but my point is that it's there. If you go and we see that, oh, wow, ish, yeah, it's powerful. It's nice. But, let me count here. Let me count here. This where Christ was buried. So this is Jordan River where Christ was baptized. And you go for re-baptism. <laughs> so the one we do for you, no good. <laughs> what we do for MJ Grant, no good. <laughs> no, get what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that. See, they are there. Great. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, um, where's that place you want to go in, in New York? Is it New York or DC, what, what they call that place? Bible Museum in DC. Some place you want to go. Hopefully this year. Because you go there, you see all the original writings. I, I want to go and see. Ah, wow. Amen. Uh-huh. Hello. So this is the shoe of Judas. This is Judas' shoe. Hey. <laughs> this, is, this is the boat that Peter. Luke chapter 5, Christ preached from. Oh, holy Jesus. Are you with me? Let me run through this. Sunday we'll continue. There was a next point that was going to be desire, but we'll continue on Sunday by God's grace. Uh, let's finish. So, so, listen, people of God. Jesus said in Mark 16, 16 to 17, it says that one of the signs that will follow. So just put it on the screen. Don't have it, just be putting fast, fast. Because we are closing now. Yeah. It says, he that believed, uh, baptized, uh, 17. It said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. What will happen? In my name they shall cast out, them, and they shall what? Speak with new tongues. So one of the things that will happen, one of the signs, is speak with new tongues. 
It's very scriptural. And then in by Acts 2, verse 1 to 4, what Christ said that them that believe shall follow, it happened. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, when you pray in tongues, you are not doing some unproductive thing. According to Acts 10, 46, one way by which you magnify God is praying in tongues. And I tell a story of a, a brother I met whose friend, they were in church. Mention the church. The church is around this area. It's around this area. And during the prayer time, they were praying in tongues. The brother started understanding what the woman was saying. He just to say, hey! Hey! Apparently, while the lady was speaking in tongues, she was talking about how he went to that man, with that man to the hotel. They went to sleep together. And then he has, the man is, in, is a married man and he's coming adultery. So as he was saying, Rababa, Kusha, Rababa, Romere, Baraba. The brother was hearing. So he started looking at his ah, Is anybody hearing somebody say? So after they say, went to him and said, eh, Sister, how are you? Are you okay? So in the tongues, he was telling God, this thing I went to do, forgive me. I didn't mean to do it. And he mentioned everything she had done before he now said, forgive me. In tongues! What that's now? The lady was a person worship leader. Uh -huh. So he called her by the sense, say, hey, Are you okay? So I'm fine. So are you sure? So I'm fine. So okay. Actually, um, when you were praying, you were saying that. You went to commit adultery. The woman said, hey, how do you know? So, oh, that is what you were saying. And how, where you went to, exactly the hotel you went to and what you did. And they're telling God to forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> but this one happens when we pray in tongues. Said, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. One thing that happens when you pray in the spirit is that you are magnifying God. You are giving God praise. You are exalting God. And you cannot exalt God and not be exalted. When you pray in the spirit, you, be, you become edified, edified, edified. You build up. You, 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 you build up. The word edify, edifice. You build up a, a, a skyscraper when you pray in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, 14, 14. Can we read it together with me? One, three, four, go. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Verse number 15. Continue. Let's go on. What is it then? I will pray with my spirit, and I will pray with my understanding also, and I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with my understanding. Give me verse 4 as well. Give me verse 4 quickly. Uh, verse 4, sir. Verse 4, sir. Uh, 4, sir. Uh -huh. Verse 4, sir. Uh, let's go. He that speaketh what the doctor. What happens to the person? He edified, but he that prophesied edified the church. This is how come our online meeting came about. That for you to edify the church, you must be edified. That's why it's edified to edify. Give me the passion. Hurry up. Rest your feet so that I'm, you know that I'm closing. Rest your feet. Rest your feet. How many of you are blessed by the teaching tonight? The one who speaks with the go. The one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. So, when you press, what happened? You advance your own spiritual what progress. You advance. Ah, and you only wait when you come to before you speak in tongues, but delaying your spiritual progress. Something that. Uh, 
Kenneth Hagin said, and, and uh, I wrote it down. He says, when you pray in tongues, you rest. It's a form of rest. Isaiah 28, 11, 12. 11 and 12. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. Since they won't listen to me, God will use another mouthpiece to speak to them. With stammering lips and in foreign tongue, he will speak to his people. Ah, my brother, give me King James. Hey. King James. Ah, uh-huh. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his what? People. Verse number 12. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. And so when you pray in tongues, you are refreshed. You receive rest. Oh, Pastor, I'm so stressed. You are not praying in tongues enough. It's a resting system. Hallelujah. You've gone to office, your boss has so worried with all kinds of work. After you have taken a shower, spend some 15 minutes. What happens? The Bible says that you rest. It brings refreshment to your body. Not even your, your body, your spirit, you receive refreshment. I pray, I pray some years. I say, Lord, please, I beg you, help me to walk with you so that I will not get to heaven and see what I could have been I did not become. That you get to heaven, you see all the opportunities you had as a believer and you never maximize. Out of 100, you only did one, did, not the one, the one, if I want to watch it, one, one hundred, now five, one out of the hundred. That's how you live your spiritual life. The secular man is saying, I'm stressed. You believe I say, I'm stressed. Are you getting the point here? The secular guy says, remorse you. Was a remorse. So, how will your light so shine for them to give praise to God and follow you to your God? You have all these technologies available to use. If you know what this can do, printers can do for you. There was a day I prayed in tongues for four hours. When I finished, oh, all the back aches. I feel so light and fresh. Oh, the way my body's doing me, I get massage eh? to help me. Pa, Holy Ghost said, I have first aid box. Speak in tongues, you'll be fine. So no, no, you are being so spiritual by everything. It's called the Holy Spirit. By God's grace on Sunday, we'll complete the elements and then we'll spend some time to pray. Father, thank you for understanding. Thank you for insight. We love you so much for what you are doing in our midst. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.